Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Paid Search Podcast. My name is Chris Schaefer, and I hope you're ready for July. July's here. You know, if you're listening to this podcast, you really should care about July because July's coming. Google's been worrying, been warning us about Google uh, swapping over from Google Analytics Universal and GA4, Google Analytics 4. July is here, and right at the top of the show, I just want to jump in because this is the thing that's been on top of my mind for a while. Um, a lot of clients, a lot of people I consult with, you know, ask, you know, what what should I be concerned about with Google Ads? Um, and the changeover from GA Universal to GA4. Uh, and I want to talk about that right at the top, but before I do, I want to tell you guys about Optio, optio.com slash PSP. That is a special URL that you are only going to hear from me on this show because it's offering an exclusive deal. This deal is for podcast listeners of this podcast to get a two-month free trial of the world's greatest Google Ads management software ever. This software helps you uh, get more done in Google Ads. It's a very reliable software, and uh, you know, you come here every week listening to me. Um, I try not to steer anyone wrong. I, I, I say it all as plainly and as honestly as I can. And really, this is this is a great software. I really like this software. Um, I use it. It's something that I go to whenever I'm. You know, I'm I'm stressed. I'm worried. I need some ideas. You know, I, I'm not sure what to do here. I just need to do a, a checklist. It's like an automated type of checklist, but instead of just doing it for you, it sits you down and says, "Okay, these are the items that need to be taken care of." It's wonderful. You really need to try it. You can get a 60-day, two-month free trial of Optio at opteo.com/psp. So let's talk about uh, just just real quick, you know, an, a question that a lot of people have. You know, the the GA four transition is coming, and let me lay it out this way: those of you that should be concerned about it are the ones that are using Google Analytics as your conversion tracking method. If you're using Google Analytics as your conversion tracking, um, you may have your conversions broken. If it is the intermediate, so if you go to your conversion screen and it shows UA, Universal Analytics, um, as the source of those conversions, and you have not purposefully set up and then imported the conversions from GA4, you may have a problem. So it's July. That's why I started off. It's July. It's here. It's time. The sun setting of Universal Analytics is here. And hopefully you've uh, taken care of that. Um, I, I know I have. I've gotten people smarter than me to help me get my my GA4 setup um, and, and working on my site. Um, but uh, if you haven't, you know, be sure and take care of that. And, and, and that's what that's what I'm here for. If you're new to the podcast, that is 
That's that's what I'm here to do is to talk about stuff you may not hear on the street. You know, I'm sure all of you sit down to dinner, sit down to breakfast, and, you know, the talk of the town is always what's happening in Google Ads. You know, I'm sure that you spend lots of time here. No, <laughs> no, no. The truth is people don't talk about Google Ads until Google Ads is going wrong, until Google Ads is messed up, until it's not doing what it's supposed to do. Then people care. And uh, you're listening to this podcast because you have seen it go down. You've seen it go south pretty quick. And you know that a Google ads account that is not monitored, that isn't checked right, it can it can really do some damage to your business because you don't realize what you got till it's gone. And a Google ads uh, campaign that's running well is, is an amazing business asset to have. So that's why you're here. If you want to know about Google ads, that's what I talk about every single week. And I always start off every week with what I call the metric of the week. And today I'm going to talk about something that is a bit uncomfortable. It's something that, um, you know, you may not be aware of. You don't, it's not really going to change the way you do anything. There's nothing that you need to do here, but I think being informed is important. So that's why I want to talk about invalid clicks. Okay, invalid clicks are something that uh, happen in Google Ads. They used to be named something different, and Google now calls them um, uh, invalid clicks because an invalid click is referring to traffic from Google Ads, impressions or clicks, basically, uh, on paid ads, Google Ads, that aren't a result of genuine user interest, including people that intentionally are, are, are fraudulently clicking on your ads or accidental duplicate clicks. Um, and you may not even think about that. You, you know, some people don't even really consider that running a small, simple campaign. You know, that doesn't happen to me. Well, it probably happens a little bit, but here's the good news. Google has a real-time invalid click system that monitors and you're not charged for these invalid clicks. These invalid clicks happen and almost in real time for, for most of them, it's just taken care of. It's, it doesn't even show up in reporting. Um, so you're not charged. And if they do get through that automated real time tracking uh, monitoring system, there's you know a team of people that monitor and, and, and credit those back to accounts. So it's an ongoing thing. And there are there's software out there that can try and you know help with it. I mean it's it's a whole it's turned into a kind of sub industry of Google Ads. You know, it's from because some industries can suffer greatly from this. Some clients that I've worked with there have been invalid click percentages that have been absolutely astoundingly high. Some, it can hurt the campaign, and other times, it makes absolutely no difference. But I'll say it's the minority of the time that it makes any difference. Um, the great news is, you know, the proof is in the pudding. If this was, if invalid clicks was a legitimate problem, 
would people keep coming back and getting leads and traffic and paying for Google ads? You know, I, I say no. I, I don't think that this is a major problem because if there's a legitimate number of people that are losing money, losing traffic to these fake fraudulent clicks um, and it's causing significant damage, you would see that a lot more in the number of people that that run ads. You know, people would run ads and have that come up and then stop running ads. But as someone who's been doing this for 20 years, that's not the case. People run ads and continue to run ads for a very long time. And it is very often the best source of leads and sales for them, period, of all the different networks out there. So real quick, I mean, if you're not familiar with invalid clicks and what it's, what it is, you know, there's Google defines it in in five different ways. Um, one is an accidental click that have, has no value, um, such as a second or double click. You know, a lot of people, uh, you know, might accidentally double click on something and Google's going to sense that second click. And, you know, of course they, that's just one person. It should have been one click and boom, it's automatically, tracked and removed and that double click is gone. Um, I imagine that probably happens a lot, maybe on phones. Um, uh, you know, maybe, uh, somebody tapping twice or, you know, just touch, touched and, and that's it. That's a double click and it would be credited. Another one, much, much more nefarious would be manual purpose, purposeful clicks meant to increase an advertiser's cost meant to spend money. I mean, this, this is a nefarious thing that most people, and here's the, here's the crazy thing. A lot of people think that it's this all the time. Um, they think that it's a nefarious, purposeful, evil competitor out there that's doing it on purpose. But we don't really have any data. When you, when you look at invalid clicks, because there is a metric out there. You know, I'm talking about this is metric of the week. There is a metric so that you can see invalid clicks. And many people would assume, oh, invalid click. Oh, that's someone who's doing that on purpose. But the fact is, it could be accidental. Um, It could be, you know, clicks or impressions by automated tools, robots, or software or something like that. Um, And they might just be just crawling the web, you know, not necessarily designed to cause havoc or destruction, but they have other purposes, gathering data, you know, stuff like that, that... um, you know, is not nefarious, not, not, not something that is, uh, meant to do harm. But again, people are going to typically assume that it's done on purpose, meant as a destructive kind of thing. And that's, that's not the case all the time. Um, and as I said, most of the time that I have dealt with invalid traffic, invalid clicks, um, it has really not made a big difference in the account. Um, I was working with a, a gentleman in Google ads, uh, just this week and he has a 89% invalid click rate, 89%. And his campaign is going great. He's getting much better cost per conversion. The leads are good. I mean, he's getting real sales, real leads, and yet almost every single click there is a additional accidental manual automated tool whatever it is I, I don't know what it is 
but one of these things is happening and it qualifies as invalid traffic and 89% of the clicks are uh, in that vein. Yet it's going perfectly fine. Going perfectly fine. So I, I don't, I wanted to bring this up because like I said at the top, it's important to be educated. It's important to understand what's happening, but it's not anything you necessarily have to do anything with. You don't always have to stop it because sometimes it really makes no difference. Um, there are systems, there are things in place directly from Google. First party Google ads has a system in place to deal with this issue. So that's good news. Metric of the week, invalid clicks. You know about it. You understand it a bit. I don't want to freak you out. This is not, I'm, 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 I'm not here to scare you and, you know, try and make you think that something, I, most of the time it's not. Most of the time it's not that person in, you know, in the tower that's spotting you and trying to take you out specifically. That's probably not happening. It's probably not happening. And that's good news. That's very good news. So you guys send me questions and I answer them. And that's what brings us to the next section, question of the week. You can since you can send your own question over to me at uh paidsearchpodcast.com and I will read the question. No matter where you are in the world, please let me know where you are in the world whenever you send the question because it's nice to know. Um, and today we're hearing from uh, Seattle, Washington, Jenny from Seattle, Washington. And Jenny had a great uh, a great question that uh, I think is very timely. Certainly something that's on people's mind uh, based on the uh, the Google event that we recently had where they talked about upcoming changes and kind of where Google's headed. Let's let Jenny take it away here. As Google is rolling out its new search with generative AI experience, how is it going to affect paid search and overall paid campaigns? How will it change the way we think about campaigns, set up campaigns, optimize, and work with the new system? Would love your thoughts on how the more technical elements will change, as well as how we think about strategy from a high level. Thank you for the question, Ginny. Uh, I mean, yeah, Ginny obviously heard, watched, you know, read about the Google event where they did a whole lot of the um, discussion about this uh, gen generative AI type of uh, interface that they were showing off. And I talked about it very briefly the week of, um, and you know, I've been doing Google ads for a long time. And the last thing I'm going to do is get super overly stressed about, um, changes in Google ads, because if I got freaked out about changes, I, I'd, I'd be a mess. I'd be a complete mess because I would be, I'd be worrying about everything all the time. Change changes is Google ads, middle name, Google changes ads. <laughs> I mean, cause that's pretty much what, um, they do. They, they change things, they adjust things. It's a constant experiment they're, I mean, They're the first, I mean, they're the leader in PPC. I mean, you look at Bing, you look at these other networks, they really just kind of copy 
and they're several months, if not a year behind, you know, the kind of changes that Google ads is making. When Google ads does something, they're like, oh yeah, okay, we do that too. Google ads really rolls out automated bidding, conversion-based bidding. Oh, here comes Bing. You know, here comes you know, the other search engine systems that, that offer that, you know, really trying to follow that kind of pattern. And that's, I mean, that's understandable. So, I mean, changes are a big part. And so I don't get overly concerned about it because that's, that's, that's been the way it is since day one of, 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 of Google ads, you know, things change. So I'm not concerned, but that's not, you know, that's not what she was asking. She's asking how will it change the way we think about campaigns, set up campaigns, optimize. So, um, of course I don't know exactly, but here's my guess. Um, I absolutely love the idea of being able to use an interface where I don't have to like grind quite so hard to come up with keywords for things that I just can't think of. You know, if you've ever used any AI system, I mean, you know that you you don't have to know exactly what you're looking for or how it's going to look. You can just kind of say, give me something that looks like this and, you know, is in this type of theme, whatever, do it in this way. And the system will provide, you know, results. And the hardest thing I think for a lot of new Google ads users is coming up with keywords, understanding keywords and knowing what a good keyword and a bad keyword is. So I imagine, no, no, let's, let's start, let's start with this first. Let me explain how people do it now and what I hope maybe could happen in the future for the betterment of everyone's campaign. Right now, people approach the Google ads interface and they start with a bad idea. You know, they start with the idea of, you know, let, let's talk about, let's, let's use home improvement as as a as a um, industry for for this week okay so home improvement you have home improvement company you do home improvement types of jobs you're looking for leads and things like that so you literally go into Google start a campaign and you just say home improvement and that's that is <laughs> that's the keyword you pick you know um, you're gonna get horrible traffic if you just pick what what it is if you're selling home improvement services obviously very few people are going that are qualified are going to just type home improvement right um let alone it's a it's a 90s tv show um you could you could get traffic for that or you get this super high funnel you know people that that aren't looking specifically for new cabinets new master bath services you know updating their uh, their kitchen. Th these are all elements of home improvement um, that are much lower funnel, much more qualified. Because if you do home improvement, really the next question I could ask is, okay, well, what do you want? More bathroom stuff? Do you want more kitchen stuff? Do you want whole house? Or do you want projects? You know, f do you do floors? I mean, there's so many different things that you can, you know, itemize on that list and. The fact is, um, if someone's building a campaign, they might just pick these horrible keywords and then just run them 
and then wonder why they're getting junk traffic. What I hope, what what I really hope in this new, you know, AI interface is that you can say, okay, I do home improvement, but um, I want people that are, you know, um, looking for, I want large project home improvement jobs, right? Imagine you describe that in your user interface. And instead of just spitting out general home improvement stuff, it spits out things like, um, uh, kitchen remodel, um, k- kitchen demolition, demolition and remodel, uh, companies near me, right? Now we're talking, now we're talking about contextually understandable searches and a person using a, a chat system to generate these keywords, I hope come up with better ideas because they're going to describe what they're really looking for, you know, what what really matters. And uh, I mean, that would be that would be great. That, that would help so many people. I mean, even if you just still went with broad keywords, but you picked better broad keywords, more contextually understandable uh, keywords. I mean, that would be phenomenal. That's where I hope um, that this new system takes us. You know, it takes it takes out some of the sh- the shortcuts that people tend to make, and and the reason people take the shortcuts is because they don't know how the system works, and they don't know how poorly home, the word home improvement broad match will do for them, and they don't know that they should try and pick more district descriptive contextually understandable you know quote unquote long tail types of things they're going to provide more impactful uh, valuable traffic for them and i would hope that this um, this system can do that that it helps you to do that and then moving into you know optimization you know how how do you, how do you optimize i mean that would be that would be pretty cool um, to be able to have a system that can provide that. Um, in fact, um, I have a, have, you know, for, for those of you that are listening, uh, be sure and subscribe because I have a really cool tool that I'm going to be demoing very shortly from Optio. Like, I, I think it's one of the first in the industry to utilize AI systems for Google Ads. Really cool. I'm going to be demoing it. Um, it's something that they let me kind of see early, and uh, had a had a had a chat with them uh, just recently, and uh, they let me try it. And I'm going to show it to you guys. Uh, it's going to be on the YouTube channel. Uh, so be sure and stick around for that uh, because that's very relevant to what Jenny was asking about. You know, the, the whole UI, um, you know, AI types of stuff. Um, but more specifically, you know, I don't know how the optimization might work, but I am, I would honestly, I don't really want to have to talk to AI to be able to lower my device bids or to pause a keyword. Um, that sounds like absolute pain. Now, what would be cool is to be able to type into the system, you know, why did my clicks decrease? Why is the click-through rate so low? What what keyword gets the uh, gets the most traffic, and what are the search terms uh, 
you know, give me a, um, you know, give me a list of the search terms that get the most traffic that have never had a conversion, you know, in the past year. I, I wonder, man, I mean, how cool would that be to be able to kind of see that in-depth reporting just by using plain language and just asking the system to do it and it provides that that uh, that data i mean that would that would take out a lot of the technical know-how that you have to know about google ads um and just allow any person to be able to to try and get answers now i know a lot of google ads managers agencies listen to this show so I have to say, you know, my final thoughts on on this whole thing is that in reality, no matter how smart the AI is, no matter how kind of how many systems are out there, you know, we're we're already in a form of this now with the new automated bidding and you know uh, performance max. Do you see agencies, freelancers, consultants, experts disappearing? Are, I mean, are they going extinct? No. No, because no matter how easy this stuff is, I mean, I I will always hear the frustrated person on the other line saying, I'm computer illiterate. I don't know what I'm doing. I mean, that's, I hear that all the time. And it's frustrating for them. And they don't understand what they don't understand. They don't know what questions they ask. They don't know what they don't know. And experience will always outweigh convenience. It will always be more valuable to them to just be able to ask someone rather than having to learn by error on their side. And money doesn't grow on trees. Uh, And people are not willing to just waste a bunch of money to try something try this Google ads thing and just spend money on it just because the UI is super friendly and you know, they're going to want to make sure they invest properly and you know, a consultant can help them to do that. So I don't think that this in any way causes managers, agencies, whatever to be less valuable. They're still valuable. Same thing we've always done. Keep rolling, keep rolling with the changes, keep rolling. We'll learn the system. We'll learn the changes. We'll learn the new interface and we'll be the mediator between those that want the leads and those of us that can help them get them. So it's, um, it's an exciting time. It's an exciting time for sure. Um, and um, I appreciate, as I said, appreciate the, the questions that come in. Um, and uh, you can... Go to Paid Search Podcast, send me a, a, a message through that. Um, I uh, am happy to provide um, my input and uh, let you guys know what I think about the questions and issues that you have in Google Ads. So now we are digging in to the meat of the show. I have, um, I have a... Absolutely poignant topic to bring up here. Uh, if there's anything that that causes people to get frustrated, you know, the number one question that uh, you know people have is going to be about this. There, someone is not getting sales through Google Ads. They're getting clicks. They're getting 
quote-unquote conversions. People are calling. People are filling out forms. People are, you know, taking action. They're coming to the website, but they're not getting value. They're not selling. They're not getting phone calls. They're not getting leads. They're not getting appointments. They're not seeing movement. And that's what I want to talk about today. Um, Why might you be getting traffic from Google Ads, but not getting results? That's what I want to talk about. And I have three things that are on the top of my mind of reasons why that might be the case. Um, And let's go through them. So you're getting traffic, you're getting movement, you're, you're spending money, which is easy to do. The hard part is getting results. So why might you be getting traffic without the results? Number one um, might be bad conversion data. Okay. Um, This is extremely common for those campaigns that, um, you know, have been set up recently, um, maybe set up, you know, by, by a business owner or someone in their, on their team, or maybe just someone who just doesn't know what they're doing. They might even be uh, a Google ads agency that doesn't fully understand things. It happens all the time. Someone just gets their hand in the campaign and tries to say, I can do this. I got it a little overconfident and they set up conversions wrong. They are, you know, it is very easy to create what would be false conversions, false positives. Um, let's go through a few things about, you know, what that looks like. So number one, if you're, if you're getting lots of conversions, what's happening in the system, let's talk about how the system runs. Okay. So conversions are like the fuel that you're pouring into an automated bid strategy. Okay. So we're going to talk a lot about automated bid strategies in this first point, because automated bid strategies use conversions in order to make decisions about the bidding that they're doing. If you're using an automated bid strategy that that that's trying to get maximize conversions or target cost per acquisition, um, target cost per lead, you know, something like that, um, it is using your conversions in order to make those bidding decisions. Okay. Um, now, let's imagine that you're getting phone calls. People are calling your number in your ad. Okay. Um, and let's say that, uh, you, you see tons, you see, you know, three, four, five, maybe 20 phone calls a day, lots of phone calls. And Google shows that you have a, you know, 25% conversion rate, 15% conversion rate, something just extreme. You hear, you hear me talk about, you know, 5% conversion rates, 3% and you're like, Oh man, Chris doesn't know what he's doing. I got 15, I got 25, I got 30% conversion rates. I'm killing it. And then you wonder why there's a disconnect. Why you're not getting any, you know, real value from Google ads. Why your, you know, appointments end up not resulting in leads. Why your lead forms never lead to a, signing of a contract or a deal or a sale or whatever. And the fact is, there's a lot of ways that you can have these false leads that can feed Google ads data that is bad. For example, 
if you have call from ads, if you have a phone number in your ads and people are calling that, um, and you're getting the wrong kind of consumer, uh, the wrong kind of person, they may be calling and having a two second conversation. It's like, hello, is this? No, it's not. Okay, bye. You know, or, or five second conversation and hanging up. You may be counting that as a conversion. And you say, well, how would that, that wouldn't, you know, that wouldn't happen very often. Absolutely. Let me tell you an example. The, the, the industry of, of the week is home improvement. Let's, let's focus on that. Let's say you have a home improvement campaign that you are uh, running traffic for. And that same guy, you know, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm going to just put in home improvement as my keyword. And what Google ends up sending them is a whole bunch of handyman jobs, right? Um, uh, ceiling fan installation. Um, uh, my light switch isn't working. Um, I, you know, my my sink is stopped up. You know, just little what what uh, a handyman might might really want, but it's absolutely not a home improvement kind of job. Not at all. That could be a massive source of phone calls. People clicking on that phone number, calling, and realizing, you know, after talking to the whoever answers the phone, no, this isn't right. Um, and in another instance, you know, it might be an answering service. Uh, might be, um, might just be going to a voice prompt and people are hanging up. There's a lot of reasons why you might never know what the intent of that person was. See it all the time. There's a disconnect between the person that's paying the Google ads bill that's managing the Google ads and does not hear or understand or, or have any idea that the leads that are being represented in Google ads are actually not good leads. They're not legit. They're, they're way off target. Happens all the time. Absolutely. You get lots of phone calls, but no real leads. And here's the thing. If that's happening, if you have a false conversion situation happening, it can feed the algorithm, feed the automated bidding system. And it sees that you get 15 calls a day after, you know, you get 25 clicks a day and you get 15 calls. And it's like, oh, you know, it, it's going to start spinning up. It's going to say, okay, I need more of these types of clicks because these led to a conversion. It's going to start spinning up more of those kind of conversions. And what are those conversions? In this example, it's handyman jobs. It's completely off base, but it is going to continue to point the traffic at people that represent more traffic like that. So what are you doing? You're feeding junk into a system and it's spitting out more junk. This can absolutely be why you are getting conversions. You're getting traffic. You're getting movement. You're spending money. And it, everything seems, you know, it, it says that you have great results. Your optimization score might be super, super high and you're following all the best practices, but you're not getting anything out of it. You're getting traffic, but no leads. That might be one reason. So here's another reason. And before I tell you, I want to remind you, please go to optio.com PSP to take advantage of this special offer. Talk to people every day that tell me, oh, I love your podcast, Chris. And yeah, of course I use Optio. Yeah, of course. Love it. Tried the trial, been using it ever since. You know, thanks so much. It's great. So if you don't try it, you're really missing out. Guarantee it. 
optio.com slash PSP. The link is in the description. So the next thing is symptom searches versus solution searches. Okay, let me explain what that is. Again, home improvement is the topic. So let's say you are trying to get home improvement and you are uh, trying to get like, you know, the whole home window replacement treatment thing that people do. You know, they want to replace all the windows, update all the windows into, you know, much more energy efficient windows, better, cleaner, nicer looking windows. Great. So you're trying to get that traffic and you choose keywords that drive traffic around broken windows, how to fix a window, um, how to types of searches, how to fix, how to repair, um, stuff like that. What I, what I would call symptom searches. Now these people absolutely may be in need of new windows. They may not need 15 windows. They might need one window. Um, some people might want to go ahead and update their windows, right? But but notice how to fix versus how to update is a very different type of thing. That's a different need. And that's the subtle difference. Symptom versus solution. If I have a running nose, I might start with, you know, why is my nose running? Why do I have a cough? Why am I feeling sick? That's a symptom. I'm, tr- I'm trying to so- like understand the reasoning. Then once I understand, oh, I have, I have the flu. Okay, now I realize how to treat the flu. Now I've moved into solution-based, right? So instead of symptom-based, the window installers near me. Now we're talking. Now this is something that is a meaty, valuable kind of search. Window installers near me is someone who is obviously ready to find a business, get some prices, get some quotes, get somebody out to the house, get somebody to provide a service. And that makes a whole lot more sense to spend money on that. That is a window installer near me, windows installer, window installers in so-and-so you know, um, window upgrade, uh, near me window, um, you know, uh, whatever huge difference, the how to, and the, the symptom versus the solution applies to every industry. There's always a less qualified version, more generic version of the specific version. Your job is to figure out where do you need to be? How much of that generic stuff are you getting? And how much of that very specific stuff are you getting? could absolutely be a reason why you are getting traffic, but no sales. Last one, and this one's a controversial one. This one's gonna, this one might get hate mail, but I'm telling you, the next thing is competitors. I am firmly on the side of not getting competitor traffic if you aren't fishing for competitor traffic. Okay, so same home improvement guy. He has window installer near me as a keyword. Um, But somehow that keyword is getting traffic around Joe's window installers. This is not Joe, this is Jim, right? So this is a different company. He's getting searches for Joe's company. 
and he might be getting clicks and traffic and maybe even phone calls. I see this so much. I see it happen, especially home services, very common in home services. Um, people, you know, you choose keywords and if you actually dig down into your keywords, um, you'll realize, oh my, I'm getting 60% of my traffic from people that are looking for other companies, other providers. And I, there's, there's leads, there's sales and not sales. There's leads, there's phone calls, there's forms, there's bookings or whatever, but it's not moving the bottom line. No one is actually following through. The phone calls are short. Um, people hang up. Um, it's not working. This type of competitor traffic can be absolutely um, detrimental. I I would say if you're if you're not purposefully trying to advertise against a competitor, which that's a whole other topic for another day, whether I think that's a good thing or not. I'm not going to get into that. But if you are not purposefully going after that competitor traffic, um you may very well be spending a ton of money on something that is unqualified, unwanted, um, and not getting sales. I Real life example, I, I talked to a, a company um, just last week, HVAC, HVAC company, uh, somewhere in the US, and spending a ton of money. This is, this is it's hot in Texas right now. That's where I'm at, I'm, I'm in East Texas, and it's hot this week. Um, so all the outdoor kind of heat related types of services are shooting up. People are searching, people are searching for HVAC, air conditioner repair, that kind of stuff. It's a big deal right now. Um, and those searches that they were getting showed amazing leads. When I pulled up their campaign, I was like, Oh, why is this guy calling me? This guy's doing great. But I, I know, I knew there must have been something else happening. People don't just reach out to, to me just because ah, I'm going to talk to him. Seems like a nice guy. I am a nice guy, but I know you don't want to just talk, right? You got a problem. You need me to fix it. So, all right. So digging in, I showed them. Say, listen. Here's the keyword you're going after. Here's the traffic you're getting. One of these things is not the same. The keyword is not the same as the search that you're getting. The traffic quality is not the traffic quality that you think you're getting. This is way off base. And it was just packed full of click, phone call, click, phone call. And it was competitors, full of competitors, unqualified stuff, just crazy. But the conversions were amazing. So they were feeding bad data into an automated bidding system, getting competitor traffic, and it was spending money, getting quote unquote conversions, but no sales, no value, nothing really brought in. Absolutely you know, brought them to a panic in the account. They were in massive need of, of help to get the right kind of leads, the right kind of stuff, you know, and it can be done. Absolutely. Um, you want to know how I, I've got 300 and something other episodes out there where I talk about it. Um, but, uh, you know, I, 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 it, it absolutely can be done. Google ads can be controlled. That's the good news. Um, so be aware if you're, if you're having those issues, maybe that's a, a um, something that you can fix, something that you can address and find in your account. If you'd like to reach out to me about help 
finding that. I offer coaching, consulting, where I can uh, uh, look at your account. You know, I I do offer audits. Um, now, I do ask if you if you want me to do an audit in your account. I do ask that you are legitimately interested in possibly, you know, getting help. I, I don't like doing audits for people just just because I'm a nice guy. You know, I do offer audits on account accounts. It, it's something I'm willing to do. Um, if you're interested, chrisschafer.com. You can reach out to me. Um, be happy to take a look and see if you might be suffering from the kind of issues that I've been talking about in this episode. Um, but if you're doing good, then awesome. I am thrilled at how much Google Ads helps people around the world get leads, sales, and sustain their business with phenomenal traffic and phenomenal leads that can really make a difference in your business. Um, And I thank everyone for being a part of this show. I will be back next week. Thank you so much. Catch you next time.